0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well I am joined by Professor Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Luke, good morning. Good morning, Pat. We have just passed an important anniversary.
1: We have, yeah. It's four years, Pat, if you can believe it, from the first death from COVID-19 reported in China. And the head. I remember vividly myself. It's the fifteenth of January, in in the, the journal Nature, the big one of the big signs, mystery respiratory illness. Man dies in China. That does it feel like four years to you? It, <laughs> it does not. It's time. a strange thing. Four years ago, to almost to the day, was the so first death was reported. D- d- it
0: wasn't SARS CoV two or COVID nineteen at that point. When did you and I first start talking about it on the program?
1: Yeah, I, I kept a diary. Strange, but during that time, mid February, you and I discussed then for the first time because reports were building up. And from now, I suppose, until mid February, four years ago, and then more and more evidence begins. to to emerge and it wasn't even called sars i remember vividly I could tell you they've now named it as SARS CoV 2. At that time, it was called the Wuhan virus. Yeah. Or Donald Trump, the China virus. He was calling it in January, four years ago, you know. But then the real name became, became SARS CoV 2, of course. Yeah. And we still really haven't got to the bottom of where it
0: came from, the market or the lab.
1: No, they've done everything they can to find out. But at this stage, can you imagine? I mean, a lot of research yeah. has gone into this. And it's from a bat. I mean, we know that much. There's agreement. A bat had the virus, jumped into a human, and there may have been some intermediate species. But it could, the lab question is still there. It still hangs over the whole thing really. Still hangs over yeah. it. Now um, there were many many uh,
0: treatments suggested you and I discussed for example ivermectin uh, yep. which was you know an agricultural product Um uh, there is news on some of those treatments, hydroxychloroquine. hydroxychloroquine.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a very important part because we're looking back on it now and saying what what worked and what didn't, and how do we respond. And very early on, there was evidence hydroxychloroquine might work in a lab setting. And I'd worked on hydroxychloroquine myself. It's used for malaria. It's used for uh, lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. So there was some evidence it might be protective of the lungs and the inflammation yeah. in the lab. And context. it does work for those it aforementioned does. Does. conditions. So there's anti-inflammatory effects in this yep. drug anyway. And, and, and COVID is an inflammatory So disease. they've the got lungs.
0: a Petri dish they got some COVID they interacted with uh, hydroxychloroquine and
1: it appeared to have some beneficial yeah. effect but This is all long before the vaccine in fact labs were thrown in the kitchen sink of this thing to try and find a therapeutic but then of course the proper double blind placebo controlled trials doesn't work, it doesn't, really Does have, not work. doesn't have a protective effect but, but, the, but the paper just, this week Pat has just come out saying if you take it and you have COVID there's 11% mortality so it makes things much worse, and that, that's so even you're more, more likely to die, to if, die you catch if you COVID take, hydroxychloroquine. And take hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, and and this paper slams into Donald Trump because, as you may remember, very early on he was a massive advocate for hydroxychloroquine. He said this could be the answer, and he was pressing for it on TV a lot. You know, before the evidence was there that it would work, and and the paper makes a very serious point because if you listen to someone like Donald Trump saying take a medicine it could actually be harmful until it's been tested properly and of course you need the proper double blind placebo control trial and then when that was done with OxyCoquine it didn't work and now when you dig into the data it's actually harmful to a certain number of people and of course
0: he was the one who advocated uh, drinking bleach uh, you know because if it kills all known germs when you use it on your bathroom floor he did
1: remember that famous speech he made and (sighs) and you you could see uh, uh, Burks, the medical woman her face was falling as he was saying inject yourself with bleach and then even more serious when, when he was on TV saying, take a, try chloroquine, there's, there's, a, there's a cleaning fluid for fish tanks that has chloroquine in it. And a man drank some of that and he died. So that, that's the serious consequences of these things. And, and this paper makes a very strong case to say, well, look, hang on a minute. These things can be hazardous until they're tested properly. And then when it's done properly, sadly, because there was hope it might work, yeah. as you say, in the lab. But sadly, once it's done properly, it doesn't have any effect and can actually be dangerous. No, I remember you had a pal who was working on
0: ivermectin. Yeah and yep. there's news out about that too that didn't kill people it didn't add to mortality but it, it did didn't work good.
1: yeah that was a big one and lots of people were pressing for ivermectin and it became a big sort of issue uh, among anti-vaccine people for instance take ivermectin they were accusing drug companies of repressing its use in various because it was out of patent it was easy to make cheap yep. to make works great for worms by the way it really works for parasitic <laughs> worms you see and again in the lab let's start off it did work in the lab like we just said in a test tube it seemed to be doing something you know but again it's Several big trials, no effect, no benefit from ivermectin either. So that that, that could be struck off the list as well as a possible therapeutic. Now, we we
0: did have therapeutics ultimately that worked. And uh, I mean, these were really bizarre words to us at the time.
1: Dexamethasone and remdesivir. Uh, did they work? But there is good news here, Paka. Some things definitely worked. And now, if you're in hospital with severe COVID and you're at a high risk, you can be given these things and they will protect you. And that's one reason why the death rate's gone down, by the way, because in hospitals now they can treat people. And dexamethasone early on, that's anti-inflammatory. That was shown to bring benefits. A big one was Paxlovid. That was antiviral. Pfizer discovered that drug and that kills the virus. That works as well. If you're in hospital now in Ireland, you'll be given these drugs if you're, if you're at risk of having severe disease. And then another one is an antibody called citrivumab. and These names are awful. But again, we end up with five or six treatments now that, that do have benefits to people in hospital. And that's great because again, if you and, and guess who they're given to have had? The unvaccinated would yeah. be at very high risk of severe disease. They're the ones who would be open to being, being given these therapies. Which is good because obviously doctors yeah. will save, save people's lives with these approaches. Now, then we had, uh, and it was week after
0: week, we were uh, following the news of AstraZeneca and then uh, Pfizer, Moderna, and uh, then there was the Chinese vaccines, the Russian vaccines and so on. What's
1: the vaccine story? Well, again, now the evidence, what's good is, Pat, the science continues, remember, to look at all this constantly. And the WHO, it's a big week this week for COVID in a way, because because the WHO has announced 1.4 million lives saved in Europe, with these vaccines. In now, Europe, in, in below, in Europe 1. alone, 1.4 million. 4 million lives were saved. Mainly older people and high-risk people, obviously. you know That's a great achievement, isn't it, let's face it. And um, as, what I read about that was, let's say there's a war and someone has a weapon that could kill so many people and you can protect one and a half million people from death, you'd use that weapon, wouldn't you? And yeah. that's what these vaccines were, effectively. They were a way to stop death. So the statistics are now getting, you know, confirming. What we knew already, of course, from all the trials and, and experience. Yeah. But now we know for definite... One, almost one and a half million people, would, would have died had they not been vaccinated. Now, is there any possibility that the, uh, the
0: virus will change again and bring something that's much more virulent? And if so, would existing vac- vaccinations be protective to some extent versus if you never had a vaccination?
1: Yes, I've just come back from a big conference actually, Pat, and a third of it was on COVID. The science, we're still working on it, you know, and that's a big question. Will it mutate? And we've always wondered that. Now, the good news is, even if it mutates a fair bit, you'll still have some protection because your immune system can fight coronaviruses anyway now. And this will be another type of coronavirus and it's in the same family and your immune system will recognise. You'll probably get symptoms. You might have, people right now have, have symptoms of colds and flus. It won't progress into severe disease because at least there's some protection. So there's hope now, actually, mainly because of the immune system, not because the virus is getting more benign. It's more a case that your immune system is now well trained to see the whole family of coronaviruses and should offer protection against severe disease and that's the current opinion on that one but it's being watched very closely there's still a risk of course of a really nasty one but it's low now that we know the immune system can work especially if you're vaccinated of course
0: Yeah Uh, So finally it's all good news but the lessons that we have learned and the technologies that
1: we have created since four years ago Yeah Useful into the future. Well, again, it's great. At the moment, as you know, Ireland's about to have an inquiry, but as you know, what, what should we do next time? And we know what to do. We can make a vaccine very quickly with RNA, number one. We have anti-inflammatories that will work against any virus. We can make antivirals quickly as well. But very importantly, from this hydroxychloroquine lesson, the hazard of repurposing drugs that are there, you've got to be very careful until they're proven in a proper trial to work. And sadly, hydroxychloroquine didn't work and was actually a, a worse
0: yeah, and AI is only a software. It's not in the lab with test tubes.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry
0: at Trinity College in Dublin. Uh, thank you very much for joining us now. St- the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.